0: grace, mercy, and peace to you, God, our Father, and our Lord, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text today will be taken from the reading of the Spirit of the Gospel. We begin with word of prayer. My God, we give you thanks today, your Son, Jesus, who has come to us to be our Savior and our Redeemer, who was born that he might conquer death for all people. We pray this Sunday, O Lord, that you would visit us once again with your Holy Spirit. In the meditation of all of our hearts. We we'll pleasing in your sight, Lord, our, God, our God, In Jesus name. Amen. It has been uh, somewhat strange and uh, in no small part frustrating for us around here at the church these last few weeks uh, because we have not had the screens to work with here in the worship service, trying to figure out how to navigate the uh, the sound system and the lack of screens and, and all this kind of stuff. It, it's been it's not fun uh, to go through all this, especially during uh, Christmas week when we have so much stuff going on. The concert usually has the screens, and Christmas Eve we usually have the screens. And so it's a little irritating uh, to not have the screens. But I wonder if, you know, maybe we should not look at this as somewhat uh, a little bit of a blessing in disguise. And I love having the screens here in church, but you know, uh, ours is a faith that comes in through the ear and not through the eye. So maybe it's okay for us, for a little while, not to have a screen on in front of us. Let's be honest, our entire lives lately are inundated with screens. TV screens, computer screens, tablet screens, phone screens, there are screens everywhere, constantly just pouring one image after another into our system. And so maybe, it's kind of good. For a Little while now, anyways, just to kind of have the words, just to hear and listen and receive without having all of this stuff being sort of forced into our eyes. But I really wish I had them this morning because I really wish I had these screens so I could show you a painting. A painting that I guess I'm going to have to describe to you today. It's, it's a painting. Of the account we heard in the Gospel reading. It's a painting of Simeon and Anna receiving the baby Jesus that day in the temple. If you look online, you'll see a whole bunch of paintings of this particular moment. In fact, a number of those paintings are done by a guy named Remarant. We all are somewhat familiar with Rembrandt, uh, I'm sure, but Rembrandt painted this scene a number of times. But there was one particular painting that he did that really stood out The painting, the background is entirely black all dark, except for Simeon and Anna. Simeon is there holding the baby Jesus in his arms, and Anna is in the background, and the only light in the whole picture is exuding from the baby Jesus. And the look on Simeon and Anna's face I think is fascinating. They look, frankly, tired, but they also look reverent and relieved. Because here they are holding among them The very promise that had been given to them. They had been told that this Messiah would come to be the Savior of the world, and now they are holding that very Messiah, that very Savior, in their arms. And they are filled with reverence and awe and relief for this child who finally comes to them. But they had heard with their ears, they were now seeing with their eyes. And specifically for Simeon, I think this had to be really quite fascinating. After all, Simeon had received a very specific promise from God. Listen to what Luke tells us today about this. It had been revealed to Simeon by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He would not face death before receiving Jesus, and now that he has received Jesus. Now that he has Christ, he is able to face death confidently, knowing that God has been faithful to his word and faithful to his promises. In fact, Simeon sings this song, the very same song we sing every other week here at church after communion. And if I had been on my game, I would have planned that we would have sung it today. But if we're not doing that. Nonetheless, uh, if I had a string, maybe I would may figure that out. Anyhow, this is what Simeon says Lord, now you are letting your servant depart. According to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people. A life of revelation to the Gentiles. And for glory to your people. Now, Simeon had a unique promise given him that none of the rest of us ever received. That he would see the Lord's Christ before he died. So he could face death. But you see, he received this promise, this promised baby that came to him comes under the umbrella of a much broader promise made both to Jews and to Gentiles, to the whole world as he sings about today, that this child who is holding his arms to the he to face death has actually come to conquer death for the whole world. All of us have a promise that would come to us from the prophet Isaiah. Listen to what Isaiah is doing. And he, that is Jesus. Will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. His child who allowed Simeon to face death and come to conquer death. For all mankind, for all of us, he has come to remove the tears, Isaiah says, from our faces. The prophetess we read about this morning, Anna, she knew such things. Anna, we read about, was will She had been married seven years to a man, and now, uh, it's kind of actually hard to translate this, she either lived 84 years after being married to him after he died, or she was 84 years old. Either way, in those days people generally did not live that long, and so she was sort of known in the area for being an elderly woman who spent all of her time at the temple. And there she would go and she would pray and she would fast. And I'm sure that there were days where she was filled with joy and song to the Lord, but when we talk about prayer and couple it with fasting, you also know that her prayers were filled with lament and sorrow and longing. Her life was a life kind of like advent, a life in waiting, a life longing for God to do something for her, a life longing for her to receive a gift from God Himself, for God to keep his word, for Israel and for her. Sure enough, late in time that baby came her and gave her a new word. Luke writes, and coming up that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and speak, to, uh, speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. The mourning turned to laughter, the sorrow turned to joy when she received this Jesus who had come. Now she was she was not alone in Jerusalem in waiting for this child, so she was not going to be alone and rejoice over him. So she went out and she told the good news Messiah had come to everybody within earshot. This is wonderful. What a beautiful stories we have with Simeon and Anna, those two who had heard the word with their ears and now received it with their eyes and held the baby in their hand. What they heard, they saw, and they received. And it is truly wonderful for them. What about seeing is really a great bet. For far too many people seeing is believing. And we haven't seen Jesus. Goodness, we don't even have screens today so we can see a painting of Jesus, let alone see the Lord Himself. So what about us? What is the good news for us in this? World? Well, it is interesting, I, again, I will continue to complain about this. uh This is where I really do wish we had the painting here for you today. If you go and you look online, I'll see if I can find this and post-it maybe on the church website later today. Uh, but if you go look online for this particular painting, you'll notice there's a lot of paintings, as I mentioned, of this account. And in most of them, you have Mary and Joseph and Jesus is there, and everybody's kind of looking up in heaven and rejoicing and praising. Uh, Jesus is usually either looking to heaven or looking at his mother Mary in uh, most of those paintings. But in this particular painting that I wish to receive today, Jesus' eyes are fixed somewhere else. They're fixed on sin. He's got these sort of little beady, black, knowing eyes that gaze upon the face of sin. And my guess is that if Rembrandt was able to paint eyes that would move, if that wasn't creepy eyes, uh, Jesus would also be looking at him He would be gazing upon the two of them, looking at them, knowing them, and loving them. See, what I love about this painting but I think truly really matters in this account. It's not just that Simeon and Anna saw Jesus, but more importantly, that Jesus saw them. Jesus sees them, and he knows them, and he has come for them, and that's what you need to hear this morning. Just as Jesus gazed upon Simeon and Anna and looks upon them, God looks upon you. God sees you. The Lord who saw Simeon and Anna, who heard their cries with his gracious ears, came in the flesh for them. But he's also come in the flesh for you. And he sees you just as much as he sees them. He sees you this Christmas season, celebrating. If you find this to be a joyful and a season time of rejoicing and celebration, the Lord Jesus sees that. And he comes and he rejoices with you. In fact, he is the reason you are celebrating, and he comes into your midst with joy. But there are others of us who, for, this, for us, this is a hard season, a difficult season, a season of sorrow. We are feeling all too closely how this world is plagued by sin and death. We're missing those we love. Jesus sees you too. And he comes for you so that he might conquer this death plague world, overcome this sin bound world, and set you free and cause you to rise to live with him for a new life. The redemption of Jerusalem, Jesus Christ has come, and he's come to redeem this world with His own precious blood, and He has done that for you. So that now for you, just like for Anna, your prayers of sorrow can be turned into songs of thanksgiving, your cries of lament can be turned into the proclamations of grace, where Christ has seen you, and He has come
1: What is more, because He
0: has looked upon your plight uh, with sin and death, He's decided to forgive your sins, he's decided to conquer your grave, and just like Simeon, because he has done that for you, so too now you can face death with confidence. So now you too need not fear the grave The Christ has conquered it for you and promised you life in his name. You can cry out, as whoever every meet, or every week we leave, leave the Lord's Supper. Lord, now let your servant, now let me depart from this. for your word has been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Though you and I do not see Jesus, the baby, in our arms, we do receive that incarnate, crucified, risen, reigning Jesus in his body and blood, and he gives that to us in the bread and the wine. There, in that sacrament, Jesus comes just as much to you as he did to them, though for you he is one There, he is there in the bread and wine to forgive your sins and strengthen you and sustain you into life. Simeon and Anna beheld held the body of the baby who would give his body and shed his blood for you, for the salvation of the world. And that's what you receive when you come to the altar today. So for us now, we receive God. We receive Christ, not with our eyes, but with our mouth and in our ears. The second service today we're going to have a baptism. And little Ben Salazar will receive the Lord in water and poured on his head. And there we will rejoice for the ways the Lord has come. But pe- catch we don't see. And it is hard. The Lord looks upon you with his face smiling, knowing how you long to see And he says to you what he said to Thomas after he rose from the dead. Blessed are those who have not seen, and yet believe them. The Lord knows you long to see and you will. St. Paul promises in 1 Corinthians 15. For now we see only a reflection as in the mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now I know in heart, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. You who are seen are fully known by God. You hold go the beloved place in his eyes. And for you, just like for singing a your hearing will become seen. Faith one day will become so. And Christ will come for you. And then so come worship us. Amen. Let right. Almighty God, we give you thanks for your word that fills our ears and our hearts with faith. We pray this day, O oh Lord, that if you would continue to give us faith so our eyes long to see you. We know, Lord, we must wait. So in the meantime, strengthen us. Make us bold like Simeon and Anna to sing your praises and proclaim your mercies to the Lord. Lord, we pray that you would come soon in your own ecstasy.